Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. Thank you for joining me wherever you are joining me. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree, but whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. And if you're joining me on the YouTube channel, make sure that you like, make sure that you subscribe. You know what I don't want to do is I don't I don't want to debate two guys in a manner of this guy is better than this guy because this guy doesn't or doesn't have or doesn't need. I don't want to use the negatives. So it really bothers me every time I hear people comparing P. B. John Robinson to Jameer Gibbs. It really, it really bugs me. It really, it really irks me um, because both of them are tremendous college backs who have a chance to come in and be impactful NFL players. And so I should not feel as if I can't give an accurate assessment on Gibbs and his talent without somebody coming in and telling me the things that he can't do. If another person tries to tell me about how good or how bad a running back blocks. I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to tell you, I am a I am a football coach. This is not some willy-nilly thing. There has never been a running back that has started simply because he was a better blocker. There might be running backs who have who have been able to get time because they were a better blocker. But I don't give a damn about how good the running back blocks in the passing game if he's a really good runner of the ball. That's why when you try to tell – that's why when y'all try to tell me guys like Austin Eckler are, are like really good running backs, not just fantasy, but like really good running backs, I look at y'all crazy. It's like, yo – just because this dude's able to get 68 yards rushing and 68 yards receiving and a touchdown doesn't make him good. I mean, it doesn't make him a great running back. It makes him great in fantasy. So, so like, when I look at a Jameer Gibbs and everything that he brings to the table, home run hitting ability, receiving ability, rushing ability to, to, to find the lanes and burst through. And then I look at B. B John Robinson and I say, oh, he brings similar, the same qualities. The only difference, the only legitimate difference between the two is size. And it's not like B. John Robinson is 225. So, like, I don't have to diss Jameer Gibbs in order to big up B. John Robinson. And I don't have to diss B. John Robinson in order to diss Jameer Gibbs. When do we get into this place where there could only be one good player? That's the problem with your draft analysis. That's the problem with all of the stuff that you see. It's more than just one person. Yet, all we ever do is talk about one person. Who's the, who's the best edge rusher? Who's the best defensive tackle? Who's the best quarterback? Who's the best wide receiver? It's crazy to me when you think about it like that. You're driving yourselves nuts.
we don't really and truly know who the best is going to be because we don't know what their circumstances are, what the circumstances are going to be in the teams that they go to. There's a lot of guys out there who, if they had gone to different places, their career might have been different. If Derrick Henry doesn't go to Tennessee and then Tennessee doesn't hire a defensive-centric coach who believes in ball control and run game, he may have never had the opportunity to become King, King Henry. If he had gone to a place that valued a passing game and therefore wide receiver, I mean running backs who could give you added value as a pass receiver, then he may not he may have never been who we know him to be right now. But because he went to the right college in Alabama, where they let him play running back and didn't try to move him to defensive end or outside linebacker, because they because he went to the Titans and got lucky enough to get a coach that believed in that system, we got a chance to see him become him. Imagine if somebody had figured out earlier, right, that Cordero Patterson was really a running back and not a wide receiver. Imagine if someone would have let Cordero Patterson play the position that he just naturally has more ability at when he was 23 and 24 and 25. Imagine if he had had that opportunity. We're talking about something completely different today with Cordero Patterson. We, we, we see these things across the, across the league. We don't have to, we don't have to look at Gibbs and Bijan and go, oh, well, he doesn't do this well, but he does. We can just go, he's really good, and he's really good, and whichever team gets either one of them is going to be happy. You know who shouldn't be happy? Other people in the NFL. Other teams in the NFL should be afraid. Last week there was a report that Zay Flowers was going to work out with Patrick Mahomes. That should be the scariest thing for NFL teams to hear. Zay Flowers, who could be, could be the best wide receiver in this draft, who is a guy who is, is an X receiver, but doesn't have an X receiver's body, who plays much bigger than his size. Zay Flowers, a guy who probably will get overlooked for other guys because they have what people consider to be the measurables. And yet, if that guy ends up getting to Kansas City with that guy, you know who, in that offense, you know what it is. That is a scary proposition for NFL teams. You put that talent and you drop him into Juju Smith-Schuster's role, You get that talent and you drop him into a role into that offense. And you give you give Patrick Mahomes yet another weapon to destroy you guys with. 
They said that he wasn't going to be as good without Tyreek Hill. Bye-bye, Tyreek Hill. Hello, um, Super Bowl champion. I, I don't... Now you're just going to give him more talent and you think he's not going to use it? They said Kadarius Tony was dead in New York. He walked right over to Kansas City and started scoring touchdowns. That coach, that quarterback, they just get it. So a talent like Zay Flowers dropping to Kansas City should be terrifying for NFL teams. Y'all better watch yourselves. Y'all screw around and let Zay Flowers end up in Kansas City. And then everybody's going to be like, oh, how could teams miss on him? How could teams not see it? Because y'all don't, you don't scout well. And if another person who, who doesn't do scouting and evaluation tell me or somebody that I know that we don't know what we're talking about because we're not, and if we did, we'd be a GM. Like, be quiet. You know how hard it is to get into these into those positions. You know how hard it is to just get into the building in that capacity. There's a reason why you don't see a whole lot of me as GMs in any league. There's a reason why you don't see a whole lot of people ascend. Hey, newsflash, sports, it doesn't matter. The game is the game. So if I watch the game, I have just as much access to being able to scout, understand, and evaluate a player as a GM of a football team does. I don't have as many eyes, but I have just as much access. I can go and watch a game from any team in the country, Division One to Division Three. I can see them all. So could you. The question is, do you know what you're looking at when you watch it? I'd like to think I do. So if I have a contrarian belief, it's not invalidated because that's not what everybody's saying on the street. It's not even invalidated when the player doesn't get drafted where I believe the player should get drafted. There are so many different factors that come into play when we talk about evaluation that nobody can say for certain what the reasoning is. However, I can say with that with no uncertainty when a guy is given the opportunity to be successful and is still not successful, then guess what? That's the bus. GMs thought Zach Wilson was going to be really good. He went to seemingly a perfect situation for a quarterback. Defensive-minded head coach. Offense that was going to play through the run game. And he was bad. Mitch Trubisky should have been a really good, been in a really good position. He went to a school, he went to a team that was going to value the run game value play action, allow him to grow. He had years on years on years and only became mediocre. His best year was a mediocre year. Daniel Jones will have the opportunity to prove 
if he can rise above mediocre. Right now, he's mediocre. And I know some people don't like that word, but the word means average. So guess what? It applies. He's going to have a chance to prove it. If he doesn't ascend beyond just being a mediocre quarterback, then guess what? He's a bust. Yet people out here keep trying to like keep trying to, to wonder whether or not Lamar Jackson's worth it. We just saw the Jets give up a King's ransom to get a 175-year-old quarterback on a $60 million a year um, contract. They gave up everything in the world to me for a guy that's a $60 million. Like, in my opinion, that should have been his contract and a, and a, and a first-round pick swap. That's it. That's all you're getting. You're not getting a two and a potential first round in, in, in two years or the next year. No. You're not getting that. He's on a $60 million a year contract. He doesn't want to play for you anymore. So either cut him or trade him to us for a little something, something. There's no doubt the Jets got fleeced. There's no doubt the Jets got hosed. And you know why they had to do it? Because loose lips sink ships. If everybody had shut up, and done the deal behind closed doors, nobody ever knows. Guess what? They can they could strong arm a little a little bit more. But because it was a foregone conclusion that the trade was going to happen, according to quote unquote sources, now you have to do it. Now you have to acquiesce. Now you have to like roll over. That's that's a bad deal. That's a bad deal. So we so we're sitting here in this situation and we're wondering what do we do now, right? How do we how do we how do we comport ourselves? Right? But we already know what's going on. You you want to know what else I know what's going on as I as I transition is because Tank Davis um was victorious against um, Ryan Garcia on Saturday. And I didn't come in. I wanted to actually, like, come and talk about it, like, immediately. And then I was like, nah, let me just let it, let me die down, because I had strong feelings on it. And then I listened to all of the pundits come in and try to defend um, Ryan Garcia. They came in and tried to defend Ryan Garcia. Oh, that's a liver shot. If you've never been hit in the liver, then you don't know, you don't know how it goes. Like it's really debilitating. You, 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 there's a reason why it was delayed. He couldn't get up. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys in on some 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 A's and B's, right? Some history of me. I have never been a boxer, but I have been in a lot of fights. I have been hit in the liver. Actually, I was kicked in the liver. It was debilitating. Guess what I was not able to do? 
I was not able to get up and walk around in 10 seconds. I was not able to get up and walk around in 10 seconds. When playing football, for the years upon years upon years that I played football at wide receiver, I have been hit in the liver because when I go up for a pass at six foot four, when I put my hands up to pass, my ribs and my liver, they are exposed. I have been hit where it is debilitating. I am unable, I am unable to move. Guess what I was not able to do? Get up in 10 seconds and walk around. So can somebody please explain to me if this was a legitimate liver shot, right? If this and able to get up on 10, they count to 10, he gets up, the ref shakes it off, he walks around. He just starts walking around. He never stops walking around. I'm looking at this in real time going, my God, that's amazing. He got hit in the body and he got up at 10 and he walked around. He didn't just stand there and collect himself. He wasn't holding on to the ring. I've been hitting the liver even after I'm able to get up. I got to like brace. I got to hold. He didn't look gassed. He wasn't gasping for air. He wasn't trying to comport himself. He's just walking around. You're telling me that somebody that was able to get up on 10 could not have gotten up on 9? Let the referee weigh his hands. You know what they do. They hold the hands. They weigh the hands. They say, are you okay? Do you want to continue? They ask you to walk forward. That's another six to eight seconds. So in essentially anywhere between 15 to 20 seconds, he wasn't able to shake off whatever happened to him because I'm not convinced it was a liver shot. I'm convinced it was a body shot. I'm convinced it hurt. I'm convinced it took the wind out of him. And I am convinced that when he took a knee, he wanted no more parts of this fight. And so all of the goodwill that he gets for, for stepping into the ring, for actually being willing to fight Tank Garcia, to make a fight, that everybody wanted to see to make a spectacle that boxing has not been able to make because of greed and, 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 and boxing politics. All of that goes out the window because he quit. He was not stopped. He stopped himself. And you know why he stopped himself in my opinion? And I spoke about this with my brother who has boxed. You know why? Because he knew what was coming. He knew what was coming. Yo, if I stand up right now, 
He's about to maul me. It's going to go from me getting hit in the side, taking the knee, bowing out gracefully, to me probably getting knocked out. But guess what? This is a violence game. This is a violence game. So just saying no mas, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. You don't get to talk all that noise about how you're going to destroy somebody, how you're going to knock them out, how you're going to beat them, then walk into the, the ring, fight for seven rounds, find a, find a reason to exit, and then leave. That's not how it should work. That's not, that's not combat. That's not combat. Combat is we both go until one cannot go. It's clear to me, if nothing else, that Ryan Garcia should have been able to stand up and continue to move around and possibly survive for the round if he really wanted to fight. I've heard people come in and go, oh, he had a he had an injury. That explains it. No, it doesn't. Oh, he had a mole in his camp who told Davis that he could get hurt to the body. That doesn't explain anything either. See, y'all are trying to take the focus off what it should be on. This man stood up at 10, stood up, walked around, kept walking. Oh, well, I bet, I bet, you know, if you were in a boxing match, you couldn't take that shot. No, that's not the, that's not the argument. The argument is not whether or not I could take the liver shot and get up. The argument for me is if that was a liver shot, he sure did recover fast from it. And I'm not talking from secondhand information. I have been hit in the liver. I have had organ lacerations from football. I have I've had broken ribs from football. I've had bruises and bumps and contusions and everything you can name from football and from the streets. And what I can tell you is that the recovery time is not 10 seconds. When you really get hurt, 10 seconds isn't going to be enough. 10 seconds doesn't get it done. So walking around at 11 seconds and 12 and 13, 14, 15, to me says, maybe you were not as hurt as you led us to believe. But shout out to him. And, and shout out to Tank for, for doing what he's supposed to do, which is get that bum up out of here. That's 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 harsh. He's not a bum. He's a good fighter. I, I don't mean that. He's not a bum. I just was talking my talk for my boy Tank Baltimore stand up. Um one thing we do know is that when you compliment people in sports, they take it, right? So one place you still can compliment people 
You can't compliment people anywhere else in life anymore. Every time you compliment someone in regular life, people think there's an ulterior motive for the compliment. As a man, you can't compliment a woman. You can't tell you can't tell women they're, they're pretty anymore or that they look good or that they're sexy. You can't do that anymore. You know why? Because if you do it, they're going to think that you have some type of ulterior motive. You may have just wanted to tell them they look good. Women can't tell guys they look good anymore. If they if they tell a guy that they look that a guy looks good, the guy's gonna immediately think what that they want him. No, dude, she just wanted to tell you you look nice in the, in the shirt you had on. That's it. No ulterior motives. She didn't want to date you. She just thought you looked nice. But we can't compliment people anymore. People get offended by compliments. Oh my God, I just want to be respected for my for my ability. Oh my God, I just want to, I, I don't understand why I can't just be respected as a journalist and why I have to be objectified. No, nobody's trying to objectify you. If you're good looking, people just want to compliment you on being good looking. It has nothing to do with your career. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that there's a-holes out there. I'm sorry there's jerks out there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry there's creeps out there. I'm sorry that there are, that there are gold diggers out there. There are people who are trying to get your money out there. They're trying to get caught out there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that this is the, the this is the, the the this is where we live now, right? I'm sorry that this is our world now. But not everybody is on that. There are still a ton of people out here who just want to give a compliment. They just want to acknowledge that you are what you are at that moment. And they can't. At least they shouldn't. I would advise against it. Because more often than not, today, those things are ending poorly. I don't like it. I don't know what to do about it. But I don't like it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Talk Spicy. We do this thing a few times a week. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree. But whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. If you're joining me on the YouTube channel, make sure you like. Make sure you subscribe. Till next time. Peace.